Hello there, my name is Shirley Fisher and I'm an illustrator, creative business owner, and mom of two. I've been slowly growing from a part-time creator to a full-time working artist since 2016, so I know the joy and struggle of working for yourself and how mindset can impact your growth. It's here where we dig deep through vulnerable chats about running a creative business and uprooting our limiting beliefs. My hope is that you walk away from these conversations feeling empowered with a greater sense of clarity and community. So find a cozy spot, open up your heart, and prepare to be encouraged. Welcome to the Tillage Podcast. Did you miss out on enrolling for the Tillage Village membership? If you're disappointed that you missed the deadline, head on over to thetillagevillage.com to sign up for the waitlist today. It's in the Tillage Village where you will have accountability and community, workshops to help you with your mindset, and be guided to be intentional in your business with worksheets and journal prompts. Enrollment will open up again in July, and being on the waitlist will ensure that you are notified when the Tillage Village opens its doors again. Once again, head on over to thetillagevillage.com to find the waitlist today. Well, hi, Lottie. I am so thrilled to reconnect with you. Just to give everyone a background, Lottie and I met at a event called Create Dinners by a friend named Kate. And she put on this really incredible event for creatives to gather together around a table and just commune and chat. And it was so lovely. And Lottie and I have just kind of stayed in touch over the years a little bit. And I reached out to Lottie to come on the podcast today because I'm just so inspired by you, Lottie, and just your balancing of motherhood and still taking time to grow your craft as an artist. And that's where we're going here today. So I'm really excited about this topic. But before we leap into that topic, Lottie, would you mind giving us a background of your story, kind of how you got back into art and your art career and all the things and what you're currently doing? Sure, absolutely. Gosh, let's see. It's such a a lingering journey, I feel like. But I graduated with my undergrad in 2012 with a totally unrelated bachelor's degree and was like 20 years old, newly married. And honestly, just like looking to fill my time with things that I cared about because I felt a little bit lost. And so at that time, I was just like reading a lot of magazines and kind of fell in love with this thing people were talking about at the time, which was graphic design, which is not a new concept, but to me it was. And so I started kind of just teaching myself like basic Adobe software and trying to like build a little portfolio and just kind of like figure out what that looked like to try to do graphic design. For many years, I feel like I was just like making weird stuff for my friends and stuff that brought me joy and occasionally like a little logo here and there for a local business or whatever. And then maybe four years ago, a dear friend of mine at the time, she was a stranger, moves into my neighborhood. And I randomly meet her. She had moved to my town to teach illustration at the university where I live. And my world was cracked open from meeting her and like learning about illustration, looking at her work and her network of like amazing, talented artists and what she was teaching. And I kind of just 
fell in love with like what illustration is. So at that time, I was kind of like, ooh, I love school. It would be cool to go back and and do this for real because I have never studied art at all, even like in high school prior to this. And I'm definitely one of those people who's just like a nerd and would love to have a degree in everything that interests me. So (laughs) same. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, in my mind for a while, I was like, "Hmm, I would really love to go for this MFA in illustration, but will I even get in? Because I'm like a self-taught graphic designer at this point. I also had a young child at that time. I had like an 18 month old or something like that. And it wasn't until during the pandemic, honestly, at which point I had had a second child and was home with my kids, still like marveling at the wonders of raising children, absolutely, but also like longing for like tapping into more of who I am and wondering what that looked like. And I just randomly applied to the MFA program, like a crazy person. And just the way that things like aligned, like I I think I applied late and they were accommodating to me anyway. And I don't know, the way things worked out, I was just like, dang, I guess I'm about to like go back to school for my master's while I have two tiny children. And so here I am, I'm still doing that. I'm still in that program right now. I have a two and four year old at home as well. And I'm also expecting a third in April. So right now... Life is just full of lots of hats. And I guess you could say I am still a a self-taught graphic designer and studying illustration as well. So, yeah. We're going to talk about a lot of those hats today and just like all the feelings that come up for chasing your dreams in general, but then like when you add on motherhood as well. So you said you have a four-year-old and a two-year-old one on the way. So can you give us like a sneak peek into your life of like, what does your typical work week look like? Yeah, absolutely. So because I'm in a master's program, it follows like the semester schedule with breaks like in between the two semesters and in the summer. But when when school is in session, I am generally at school a couple days a week with Childcare from my mom and my husband's mom, which is like something I wouldn't survive without. So that's really important to point out. And then on the days that I am not in school during the week, I'm just straight up home with my kids, like bringing one of them to school, picking them up, and just doing doing the normal thing. It's like absolutely necessary for me to compartmentalize those a little bit especially if I'm working with like traditional mediums. And so I usually spend time on projects for my program on the weekend when my husband is home from work. I'll take like a four hour chunk of time, both Saturday and Sunday and like hole up in the library or somewhere else and just like try to get the work done. That's kind of what the balance looks like right now. And it's constantly evolving like next year. Two of my kids will be in school, but I'll have a new baby. And I'm just like totally going by the seat of my pants pretty much every week. So, aren't we all? (laughs) Yes. I did want to ask you, we didn't really touch on this, but what medium are you working in mostly? It's funny because 
because I haven't studied art in any regard prior to now, which I'm like 31 years old, I just fall in love with something new like every day. And it's kind of a problem. So I started in like the digital realm because of graphic design. And I am currently trying to become a lot more comfortable with like acrylic gouache and kind of shift to that just because it's like really speaking to me in a lot of ways. But also I think digital will always probably have a role in my work, especially because it's just not super practical to be painting all the time when your kids are running around you. So yeah, I mean, that brings up a whole topic of like, having the drive to continue to to create despite all the hurdles and like working in the margins and finding space, especially like you're saying when you're working in real like mediums. So what drives you even now you said like you applied for your MFA when your daughter was 18 months old. So I'd love to go there with you to see like the emotion behind continuing to chase after your dreams and hopes, even when from the outside looking in, you know, it might not have been like, quote unquote, the perfect time or, you know, people's opinions of what motherhood should look like. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's such a personal journey. Like, It is so personal as a parent and as like the parent that's staying home with your children to figure out what the right balance is for you. And I'm someone who has a mom who loved staying home with her kids and looks back on that as like the best years of her life. And I'm sure like when I'm an old lady, I'll be saying similar things, but also. I feel like I had to grieve a little bit like, oh, I'm not my mom. And when I only had one kid, I was just like spinning out a little bit. (laughs) Like I really struggled with anxiety, which I think was a postpartum experience, but also just like a loneliness and uh, not a lack of purpose by any means, because raising a kid really does give you a lot of sense of purpose. But I knew that there was more of myself that I wasn't accessing. And now that I'm like accustomed to doing the grind of like my masters alongside having my kids, I just know that like when I'm also spending time on that part of myself, I just am like a a better mom because I'm like, yes, I'm visiting all the parts of myself that I need to visit to feel grounded and like, this is fully who I am. I think a huge factor for me is just the fact that like to my kids right now, it's normal that like, that's the work that I do. That feels like that it'll never get old to me that like, both myself and my husband, we make things for our jobs. And part of it is connected to something we really care about. And you know, like, I don't think that's for everyone. And I don't think your life has to like, you have to have a job that connects to your passion for your life to be meaningful. But I grew up with like a teacher mom and an engineer dad, and they both were like amazing at what they did and provided for me and my siblings in so many ways. But I didn't know anything about art and I didn't value it because of that. And just raising my kids with like a, 
an appreciation of like, this has value and this adds to our lives. That keeps me going for sure. And like, for them to see me doing the work feels huge too. Like, I don't want them to not have a complete picture of like, who a mom is or who a dad is or what our different roles are. I love the word visit that you used when you were saying, I wanted to visit all the parts of me. And I think when you become a mom, for those who are listening out there that are mothers, you know that there's this very interesting transition that takes place, not only going on in your body, but then like outside of that, you're embracing this new identity. You're juggling all of these new learning curves. And then at the same time, recognizing that there is a grief in that as well, especially in those first four months. It's like, I always say, I've only done it twice, but I always say like, once you get over the four month section of time, you can kind of like breathe a little bit. But I love that you talk about visiting all of those parts of you. And I think that's really beautiful because I think for a lot of us who are creating and mothering at the same time, I think it's this intentionality to embrace all the parts of us and then also recognize that that's important and that we don't have to let go of something just because we're a mom as well. And that leads me to also talk about mom guilt. So we're all familiar with the phrase and I want to kind of go there with you because, you know, you're in school and your kids are in daycare. My kids go to daycare as well. And I'd love for you to go there with me and talk about mom guilt and and when you've dealt with it, what has been helpful for you in these situations? Yeah, I feel like I struggled with it largely around the time that I like made the decision to do it, to go back to school and like legitimately spend more time away from my kids than I ever had up until that point. Honestly, I think like the comparison of that I kept doing between myself and my mom was definitely fueling it. And like, my mom was not saying to me, like, feel bad because you're not me, like, not at all. Like, she appreciates that I'm a different person than she is. And so this was just like this thing that I kept doing to myself of like, comparing myself to someone else or the expectation of what I thought my life would look like as a mom. And so the comparison piece, I think, really fuels the guilt a lot of the time when you can kind of reframe it for yourself and remember why you're doing both things. You know, I think that that really helps kind of just kick that guilt out of there. I also think it was key for me to try to intentionally build some friendships with other moms that we're doing the same kind of thing, which I have like a lot of different kinds of mom friends and some of them don't work at all. And they're amazing. And I love them and admire them for so many reasons. But when I like get to a place of being my own worst enemy, and I'm like, speaking to myself so discouragingly, that's when I know I need to like call or text a friend who will remind me I'm an awesome mom. And this is why I'm doing the thing I'm doing, you know? And like, I want to be that for any friends that are ever in that place too. Cause I just think we're not going to progress in the world unless we all do it together. We'll be back after this short break. 
If you love the Tillage podcast, I would love if you would take a moment to write a review. This review came in and it says, I've been hooked on Shirley's podcast since she released it and look forward to each Tuesday as she shares a new episode. The conversation she holds feels like being with friends, but friends with really helpful art business advice while also keeping it honest about real life as well. So grateful. Thank you so much, Molly, for this review. And I'm so happy that you're enjoying the Tillage podcast. Now back to the show. Yeah, centering in on that comparison was very enlightening to hear you say that because I think mom guilt really is fueled by comparison because you think you're not doing it like so-and-so or your mom. I dealt with that because, and my mom knows this, and I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but... (laughs) I had to work through, you know, my mom was a full-time teacher and I, in my childhood, I was watched by my great aunt and my mom has opened up that she kind of regrets maybe working and wish she had been more of a stay-at-home mom. And so I kind of had to process like, well, if my mom regrets that and I'm kind of walking into her footsteps of working full time and building something and doing something I love because my mom loved teaching. She loved it and she was very, very good at it. And so I've had to like process that. And when I decided to have both my kids in daycare full time, I mean, I wept (laughs) and I had to have this like moment with my mom. Actually, it was like this permission and this release of like her telling me, Shirley, it's okay. Like this was never an expectation. This isn't something you're doing that's wrong. Like I needed to hear that from her. And so I think that relationship with our own mothers and how they raised us, it's really interesting how that plays into how we ourselves feel like we should be parenting. So I love that you went there with that. Yeah. So this kind of leans into mom guilt as well, but do you ever struggle to believe in what you're doing is like valid or like a good idea or like a valid career option, especially while mothering. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like even sometimes I think about how like, like right now, because I'm in school, my husband is like the breadwinner of our family. And so we're like a, a one income family, which is difficult in this year and age. And so sometimes I'm like, is this really irresponsible of me to be like pursuing this career? Like, maybe I should just try to get like a normal job and do something that will like really help our family. You know, you can just go down that road for sure. But I think honestly, because I don't know, because art was just like not a thing. And like, here's the thing is like, it's not that my parents like ever hated art or anything like that. In fact, I look at them now and I'm like, these are all the ways that I see that they really, they like take so much from art. Like my mom has been collecting like watercolor prints for so long. And my dad's a musician and stuff like that but I think their generation was never really encouraged or given the permission to like find out more of what that means about themselves and so because it feels like I'm like doing this new thing where I'm making my career about art 
I kind of feel like a responsibility to validate it for my kids, you know, validate it for myself still, because sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? You know? So I think that keeps me going because I feel a little like rebellious or something. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's power in validation and also like just seeing the value in what you're doing, because I feel like when I get off track, it's because I'm not recognizing the value that either my art has or this career or art in general. And you can start to feel like, is what I'm doing even worthwhile? Like, is this important? And you can really go there. And so I think something that just grounds me and like you were saying, is that validation and that value and that it's it's worthy, like doing art is worthy and it's needed. And I not to go off on a tangent, but I would tell my kindergartners all the way up to fifth grade that every single thing that you see in this world was out of a creative mind, whether it's the logo on your ball cap or the print on your t-shirt or the pictures we have on our bulletin board, somebody created those. And I think it's just a very like centering place to be of like everything in our world has creators behind it. So why do we like invalidate that? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of worthiness, why do you believe that like we do struggle as artists to make time for our art and like that it's worthy of our time? I do think it has so much to do with like a lot of like your upbringing and what the culture of like the people you surround yourself with tend to think and believe about like a creative pursuit because I also think it's so fascinating like I love to learn what just I'm constantly like I love to read a bio about an artist that I'm inspired by and I love to learn like oh this person's parents were artists or like it seems like it it's always a part of the story like whether or not you grew up as a child like familiar with and valuing art so I don't know I think it's just hard like our society wants to commodify everything and I think sometimes like I don't know the creative process is just not streamlined like sometimes it just can't be and that's like important even you know and because we can't turn it into like a machine I think it's like in that gray area where society's like does this have value if the person making it has to like sit for three days and like stare at it from different angles you know (laughs) and I know there's like the whole AI discussion going on now too so perhaps I'm I'm accidentally going down that road but I mean clearly I think the fact that AI is making art or a thing shows you that it does have value, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's tricky. It is. I, I think so many people can relate to that story though, of the inner struggle of pursuing this when so many voices are telling you that it's not valuable or it's not wise or it's not important or it's frivolous. I think I stumble into that a lot. Like I'm doing a frivolous thing. Like I create greeting cards that at some level I can start to believe is not worthwhile, but really 
if I can be in a grounding moment, it's like, no, this is worthwhile. Like I'm creating a tool and a vessel for people to share their love and affection and encouragement to others. And that's really special. But if I don't get in that place, it's really easy to think, I just make greeting cards. And just using that word, just how powerful that is. With that being said, I would love to transition a little bit about your hope for the future because you have another child coming and you've talked a lot about your influence over your children. So I'd love to ask you, what hope do you have for your family? Like as you continue down this career path for yourself, and then what do you hope your kids learn from you as you model being like a creative entrepreneur and artist? Oh, man, the deeper, the deeper thoughts. I feel like, yeah, I think a lot of it is kind of what I've, what I've been saying. So I don't want to be a dead horse, but I think for myself and my children at the same time, I, I hope that we continue to value art in a way that it doesn't make us feel like weird to invest money in something for our home that will make us feel like refreshed on a daily basis. I think also art aside, I really want my children to know like mom went back to school when she was 30 to do this. And like, it would have been okay if she was 60 when she decided to do it. You know, I just am such a big believer of like, it's never too late to change your course. I just feel like I constantly am like hoarding the stories of artists who got a late start. And I think it's just like such a cool triumphant story when someone finally is like, I'm going to start listening to that voice that's always been inside of me, even though I'm 40 years old. And like, it's a weird thing to do, especially in light of like people not feeling validated in pursuing a life of art. Yeah, I just think I want my kids to feel empowered to change their minds and spend their lives doing what makes them feel the happiest that sounds like really like a hippie or something but (laughs) there's depth to it I know you know what I'm referring to yeah so I don't know I don't want to put any pressure on them either but I hope that they fall in love with different creative mediums themselves even if it's just for like a hobby or whatever yeah I think there's so much power in just declaring that we have the ability to change course and that we have options. I forget that a lot of the time. Like I have options, even in my career right now as an artist, like I have options to wake up tomorrow and say, you know what? I don't really want to do wholesale anymore. Or you know what? I don't really want to do greeting cards anymore. Like not saying that that's happening, but like I have options to pivot even in my own art career. I think there's a lot of power in just declaring like I have options and I have the power to change course. So I love that you say that. There's also a lot of listeners to the podcast that can relate to, I feel like I'm too old to change directions. Like I have already had a whole other career but this is something that's always been inside of me that I've wanted to chase after. Is it really worth it now? 
Like, is it too late? And I know that we all know Lisa Cogden's story. And like, that's very much a part of her story is that tapping into something that was always there, but like later on in life. So I guess for anybody who's listening, you know, you have permission to tap into that part of yourself if you've snuffed it, you know, for, for years in the past. So thanks for taking us on that, that little journey. Absolutely. As we close here, Lottie, I would love for you to tell people how else they can connect with you. I personally love following you on Instagram and we didn't even go and talk about this, but you were talking about like, I want my children to know that like, it's okay for us to invest in something that brings light into our life and light into our home. And one of the things I love about Lottie's Instagram is she and her husband create the most beautiful breakfast. <laughs> you just create the most beautiful breakfast like spreads in your home and you make like baked bread. And I think you just have this way about you to value things and make things special. And so I'm just throwing that out there because I love following you on Instagram. So but if you, if you wouldn't mind sharing where people can find you and where you're putting your art these days, that would be awesome. Absolutely. Thank you for that sweet compliment. You should come to New York sometime so that you can come over for breakfast. Oh, I would love Just to. Just putting that bug in your ear. Yeah. I drool over every <laughs> picture you ever post. I'm like, oh, that looks so beautiful. Those cinnamon oh rolls. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, cinnamon rolls for life. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. So my handle for like my art account is just my name, which is Lottie Cayella. The spelling I'm sure will show up maybe in the show notes because I feel like my name is crazy. And actually, that's my website as well, LottieCayella.com. If you want to take a peek at my work, I guess, but I post some stuff pretty regularly on Instagram as well. And yeah, I feel like that's pretty much where I'm existing on the internet at the moment. Thank you so much for opening your heart this morning and and talking about these things that are real and that are struggles and that get almost highlighted even more in our lives when that role of motherhood is put on. So thank you so much for sharing and being here. Thank you, Shirley. Here are the key takeaways from today's episode. Motherhood is a personal journey to find out what the right balance between work and mothering is for you. Visiting all the parts of yourself can help you feel grounded in your role as a mother. Comparison can fuel mom guilt. Being aware of comparison, reframing and remembering your why, and having friends in your circle who are also artists and mothers can be helpful to relieve that guilt. Remembering that everything we do adds value and is worthy can be encouraging in the moments of self-doubt. Everything in our world has a creator behind it, and your art and what you do is worthwhile. It is never too late to change your course. And lastly, remember that you have options and the power to pivot even in your art business and career. Thanks again for listening to the Tillage Podcast. It brings me so much joy knowing that you spent your very precious time with me here today. If you want more, head on over to thetillagepodcast.com for today's show notes. And I'll be back next week with another episode.